Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers lost in Atlanta. LeBron James flew home early to deal with his uh, knee soreness and apparent swelling. So we had to give our thoughts on that. Then I'm also going to riff a little bit about what the Lakers could learn from an L.A. team that some of you listening right now are celebrating currently. So, again, much like we've talked about with past games, if I was just to wake up tomorrow or today, by the time you guys are listening to this, open up the newspaper or open up the phone and see that the Lakers lost to Atlanta 129 to 121, um, given the fact that LeBron James didn't play on a super early tip time, I would probably just kind of write it off and say, yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, and then I would just kind of go about my day. But those of us who watched that game would tell you, yeah, it's not quite that simple, though. It's another one of those games where you have low expectations heading in and then you know, your expectations get raised over the course of the game. The Lakers had a double-digit lead there in the second half. And, <laughs> you know, what we should have learned by now is that maybe we shouldn't be raising those expectations, except that's just human nature. Like, when things are going well, you just start to say, okay, maybe this is just the, the, a different set of circumstances here today. And lo and behold, though, the Lakers can't get a stop in the fourth. Their offense gets super stagnant. Uh, and the Hawks outscore the Lakers 38 to 20 in the fourth quarter and and just absolutely dominate and route to a comeback victory. Uh, you know, some people might point to some refereeing stuff. That's always going to be the case here with Trey Young. Uh, some people are going to just kind of, again, fall back to the initial analysis of, yeah, that sounds about right. Um, but uh, you know, I, I I think that the answer lies somewhere in the middle there. I think it's that, yeah, it's good that the Lakers kind of matched our expectations, but I also think we have to make note of those expectations lowering over the course of the season and what that says about the season that the Lakers have had to this point. Before the game, we got a report that, and Frank Vogel told everybody that LeBron had flown back to L.A. early. And, uh, you know, the Lakers play at home on Wednesday. And uh, so basically Frank said that uh, LeBron was going to head back and start getting treatment ahead of time instead of sticking around in Atlanta to, uh, you know, be there and, and see how that game goes and then get back or whatever. Um, this, look, I, I, I know I am <laughs> clearly uh, more likely to fly off the handle than, than most, especially those who analyze this this team for a living, but a random knee soreness um, knocking LeBron out of three straight games, and then you find out after the fact that they have to work on getting swelling down, and that he went back uh, ahead of time to try to get ahead of uh, the, the ahead of schedule to work on this knee. Look, I I. <laughs> I'm trying not to freak out, and I don't think I, you know, you need to, to go full sky is falling here. But you know, I asked Harrison on the lounge last week, "How nervous are you about this LeBron James injury?" And we both said, eh, "You know, about." He said about a two. I said about a four or five. Um, I am now at about a six or a seven in terms of how nervous I am about this injury. Uh, 
he there's nothing that we didn't see a play in the game before he he started sitting that would have indicated that he was dealing with any kind of knee injury he just apparently woke up and uh not just you know they 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 painted it initially as soreness but apparently his knee swelled up uh, they got an MRI done and it was inconclusive uh just saw a bunch of swelling in there which is what usually happens when there is a bunch of swelling that's why a lot of times uh, you know, some of those initial MRIs are kind of inconclusive because some of the swelling gets in, in the way of the imaging. Uh, and so we just got to wait and see how this thing goes. Uh, I don't, I, you know, if LeBron is seriously hurt, obviously the season is over and it was just never meant to be. Hopefully we'll knock on wood here. Hopefully that is not the case. Uh, LeBron has a few days here before the Lakers play again to, rest and recuperate and get that knee and get the swelling down in it so that's a a fortunate thing and by the way this is them handling it smartly head back there's no need for you to stick around and and watch a game that you're not going to play in head back get that get your uh you know therapy done and ahead of schedule so that hopefully wednesday you're ready to go so you guys are listening to this and i am recording this right after the Rams had just punched their ticket to the Super Bowl. And, you know, I'm watching that game go down. You have Von Miller rushing the edge. You have OBJ catch uh, 100-plus yards of receiving in last night's game. You have players up and down the roster who the Rams have traded first-round picks for. They made a graphic indicating or or telling everybody, yeah, they don't have any first-rounders till 2024. And, uh... You know, now the OBJ thing, obviously, he kind of fell in their laps because Baker Mayfield sucks at playing quarterback. And this is kind of, you know, this is what you can do, though. Like when you go all in, you make yourself that much more uh, enticing for a player like OBJ should they become available. And, you know, the Rams, their ownership and their management recognize we have ourselves a title window right now. And you have this title window in a, in a sport, by the way, that you are always one bounce away from a game just going in your favor. Like <laughs> Matt Stafford tried to throw the game away and that poor DB, Tart, just happened to drop the ball. That's the kind of thing that happens in, in that kind of a random sport. I keep on telling you guys that this NBA season feels a lot like an NFL season, given how many teams I feel like have actual shots at championships this year. So go all in. Go all in and and match that commitment that we've seen across the other sports in this very same market. Go all in. Reward your fans for their loyalty and go all in and ask and, and show that same loyalty that you ask of your fan base. It's exactly what the Rams did. However you feel about Jared Goff, you know, he had a nice little end of the season there with Detroit, but clearly Matt Stafford was another pushing of the chips into the middle of the table because the, 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 the Rams all recognize, yeah, Aaron Donald isn't going to be that kind of dominant forever. We have this great uh, receiving core that, you know, if we need to inject a shot in the arm to it, maybe we can do that over the course of the season too. We have this great defense around Aaron Donald and, and we have this great infrastructure of coaching and, and front office management and all this stuff. The time is now to go out and win a championship. 
The time is now to go out and win a Super Bowl and costs and all of those things be damned. We got to do whatever we have to do to make this happen. And, you know, I watched that as a Lakers fan and I would say this is where it really kind of sucks because I don't think, you know, no matter what Jeannie might say publicly, she isn't as committed to winning a championship as Rams ownership and Rams management. Uh, that's, you know, luxury taxes and all of that was a factor here with this Lakers team and has been a factor all season with this team. And, you know, so long as that remains the case, I'm just always going to look back on some of the moves that the Lakers have made, not just Alex Caruso, but like, look, they, they're saying they want an open roster spot and, you know, we'll see what they would do. There's no point in clearing that roster spot right now. There's nobody currently available that I think would immediately make the Lakers better. So waving DeAndre Jordan or waving, you know, Kent Bazemore or waving anybody here uh, wouldn't necessarily do anything for you. But, you know, the fact that we had to get a report, yeah, the Lakers aren't willing to tie an asset to uh, one of these veteran minimum guys to be able to shed their salary and not have to pay luxury taxes or dead money on it. Like the fact that that's newsworthy to me is, is an indication that frugality is a concern among the fan base. And I just don't think in a, in a championship season that should ever be something that we have to worry about. So congratulations to those of you who are listening to this and our Rams fans. Uh, congratulations to those of you who are listening to this and, and also root for the Dodgers, right? Because we know the Dodgers are... The, the grand criticism of the Dodgers is that they go out and they pay whatever they have to. They, they go out and they buy players and all of those things. When I, when I hear that criticism, when I hear that complaint, I just kind of say, you're goddamn right. The Dodgers go out and pay what they have to to field the best possible team. That's the point of all of this. That's what they should be doing. And so you turn that around and you look at whether it's the Caruso decision or some of the moves that they might make on the peripheries. And, you know, look, if you, if you trade for Russell Westbrook, you are all in, right? You are gambling at that point. You got, you know, pocket nines or so, pocket tens, and you were saying, all right, all these chips are in the middle of the table. I am going for it here this season. Once you do that, you got you to gotta commit to the hand. You know, once you're that kind of pot committed, you got to commit to the hand. You got to keep playing. And, and I just think, you know, with some of the decisions that the Lakers made, most notably, obviously, Alex Caruso and letting him walk for nothing, not sign and trade to bring in a contract that you might be able to move. You let Caruso walk for nothing. And it's hard for me to, to look at that and say, yeah, these guys are this kind of committed to winning a championship. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Fun, fun week lined up for you guys uh, with a big announcement coming on my show later today. Uh, so you're going to want to check out my show. It's going to be right on this feed probably in a few hours or so, uh, depending on when you guys are listening to this. Uh, so you're going to want to check that out. And then we have a big announcement coming uh, for the Wednesday shows when uh, that is going to be the, the big announcement that we're making. So that's going to be your hint. Uh, get your questions in the form of a five-star review to iTunes, and I will start Tuesday's Twitter spaces by answering those, and then obviously go and interact with those of you who are listening live. Then I'll take that audio, convert it, 
and I will put it on this podcast feed as well. Until all of that, and until tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.